Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello, and to- welcome to another episode of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I am Zoner. I am Zook, and I just about screwed that up before we started. Yeah, it, it, was, it was close. It was really close. Um, hey, shout out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio, stitcher.com, Radio KSCR, and Geek Factor Radio. We yeah. have good friends. We have great friends. We have the best friends. Indeed. All the best friends. And I have to give a special apology to our listeners. I've been uh, noticing over the past couple episodes a small whistling sound in the background of all of our recordings. I've mentioned to you guys that I listen to our shows. I, I hear what you guys hear. And I've isolated the issue. What is it? It's me. Is it you breathing? Evidently, I've been coming down with a head cold more and more over the past couple weeks. And my recording equipment has gotten better and better that it's now starting to isolate things. And it has somehow isolated my nose whistle <laughs> from the past couple weeks. That's awesome. So, I mean, I it's haven't like, noticed it. So. Well, you and I don't notice it when we record. It's only afterwards when I throw it through the filters and I amplify certain parts of it and I level, you know, I, I level everything out. That suddenly I can hear this whistling in the background. It's kind of like you, uh, and listeners won't know this, but uh, when Zoner wears his heart rate sensor and it gets too close to the microphone, it throws all sorts of interference in. Yeah, like uh, there's there are times where I'll go to the gym right before we record and I'll come and I'll still be in my gym clothes to do the recording and I've got a heart rate monitor on sitting on and it's strapped to my chest and I'll have my microphone close to my chest, and it will pick up a chirping of my heart beating. It sounds like he has a squirrel in his chest. It's quite disturbing. It, it really is kind of cool. It's kind of funny, though, that the more advanced our equipment gets, the more challenges we face in making things sound decent. Yeah, it, it, you pick up stuff, and you got to really pay attention to some of those weird little things that you wouldn't otherwise notice. Yep. All right. Um, let's get into feedback because we have feedback. Yay. And it shouldn't surprise anyone with how Zoner was going on about the monarchy last episode that our feedback is from Sir Ruff. <laughs> yes. Okay. It he, says, he says, morning all. I won't mention that England, Canada, and Australia have the same queen because you were just straight out baiting people with those comments. However, <laughs> with regards to the EU and not understanding it, that is straight out not thinking i think he's insulting us probably zook, zook had the right idea at the 15 minute 40 second mark but had the wrong end of the bull it isn't that the eu want to be the u.s they do but their desire to be individual countries is currently stronger they know the benefits of the union but they rail against it just the same way that u.s states rail against their union think of the u.s states that quote-unquote hate each other and the federal government overlords blah, blah, state matter, blah, blah, federal government, go away. And then tell me that the U.S. states should just all adopt the same set of laws. If you were a Star Wars nerd, you might think the statehood is strong with this one. You see that with U.S. states. It's exactly how it is with EU countries, but more so because they were their own country only a few decades ago. Cheers, Ruff, the Australian with the English monarch. Don't blame me. I didn't vote for her. You don't vote for Queen. Um, thanks, Ruff. <laughs> now, before we get into other things, I... I actually want to say I did point it out that way, that at least I, I felt I did. I was trying to, that the EU want to be the United States. They just currently have more tradition. They, they want to remain their own entities more. But they really want to be like us in that way. So, 
I just forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. In regards to the states, you're absolutely right. And there are certainly a lot of laws that differ from state to state. But there are certain things that remain the same, um, with one major exception, which I'll get into. For instance, if I buy a computer in Florida, I can also buy that same computer in Utah. Or I can buy it in Florida and travel to Utah, and it will still work. That's what I was talking about on, on laws. Now, the way that this actually changes is where law, where certain states have enacted stricter laws. For instance, you'll see this a lot in cars, right? California emissions. I don't live in California. I've never lived in California. I visit occasionally for work. Hate the place. I'm sorry, Kristen. I'm sorry, Stephanie. I'm sorry, Dave. I hate LA. It smells like a toilet. But Hey, I, I got to go there next week, man. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, but even though I've never bought a car there and never lived there, my car still adheres to California emissions. And that's because the car manufacturer decided to adhere to the stronger emissions so they could make just one version of the car and sell it across all 50 states. The issue where we were talking about last week was where Steam was trying to sell a key that was geolocked to only one state. In this case, I think it was the Czech Republic and couldn't be used in other European states. So I think that's kind of the breakdown there, Ruff, is that I'm saying that the EU really should just get rid of all that or just adopt that it is like that and allow people to buy things everywhere. You know, I'm just glad that he he openly recognized and acknowledged my just blatant trolling. Well, I think the EU is trolling us now because our very first headline is a follow-up to that. It's not supposed to be, but it is. See, the EU is talking about removing geo-blocking of online streaming services within the region. That's the actual headline. The idea being that, well, if you can stream something on Netflix in France, how come you can't do it in Belgium? Or how come if you listen to something in iTunes in Germany, you can't do it in Holland? To which I'm very confused, because if things are currently geo-blocked in the EU when it comes to streaming, how come Steam was in trouble last week for the exact same thing? That's an excellent question. Do they not know that Steam is streaming games? Are they, though? Because I have to download it physically download it to my computer it's not streaming per se the way that zootopia is streaming on netflix i'm not downloading zootopia to my tv or to my computer when i watch it on netflix although they do have the offline viewing now but it's different when i play you know fallout 4 compared to when i watch watch a movie on netflix i think eu just needs to get its head out and realize that online content is online content welcome to the future brah you know i will say though i really hope that for the sake of people living over there that that they can remove this geo blocking i think geo blocking is ridiculous it really is i mean i say that but in some senses it makes sense but they have to be larger regions. I told you last week that you can drive from London to Switzerland in a day, yeah. which means that potentially you have lost and gained something in Netflix twice in one day. Which sucks. It should be a larger region. Like, this show on Netflix is available for all of the EU. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, moving in, we have, I, I didn't mention it before, but we have a lot of headlines and no favorites. Yeah, there was a lot of crap that happened this week. Yeah. And the first one is the biggest headline of them all. The superb owl happened. Yes, it did. It did. It was a good game, too. It was a frustrating game. I sure enjoyed it, although I hate the Patriots. I know, I know. Oh, yeah, I'm not a Falcons fan. Them. I just hate the Patriots. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't rooting for the Falcons. I was rooting against the Patriots. Which, you know, is... Sorry, Squishy. If, if you need anything that says this is America, I think that's it at this point. Yep. I didn't vote for that person, but I sure voted against them. Um, yeah, never mind. Um, so... The reason I'm even bringing this up here is because Lady Gaga was uh, the halftime act. And interestingly, so were a whole ton of drones. What did they have? Like 300 or something? 500? 300 drones flying in formation. And at first, I didn't know what this was. I thought it was some weird special effect, right? But no, it was 300 drones provided by Intel flying in the formation, a whole bunch of formations, over the Super Bowl. Well, kind of. You see, the FAA doesn't actually allow people to be flying that many drones um, over a population. So that was actually recorded a week beforehand. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, she didn't really jump off the roof during the during the game. Although, could you imagine, you know, if she took an Owen Hart off the roof on her way down or something and just fell and died? That would just be... Uh, on top, in the middle of the the most viewed event on TV. I mean, wow, that would be amazingly horrible. Mm-hmm. They they even said this is even more particularly difficult because the Energy Stadium, which is where the Super Bowl was, sits within Houston Hobbies Airport, the uh, traffic control jurisdiction. Oh, so having, really? Yeah, having all those drones flying at that altitude in coordination caused massive problems. Oh, wow. Glad I wasn't flying into Houston last week. I'm perpetually glad I'm not flying into Houston. <laughs> I have once. It was enough. Can you tell I don't like air travel into other cities? Air travel is just not fun at all. I've got to be up at like 4 a.m. to catch a flight to L.A. on Monday morning. Well, by the time people hear this, I'm in L.A. <laughs> so I yeah. I just don't enjoy it. And then the week after that, I gotta I fly from... From Salt Lake to Phoenix to Durango. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. LAX sucks. O'Hare double sucks. Atlanta, other people don't like it. I didn't I didn't mind it so much. I don't mind Buff- Atlanta so much, but O'Hare, oh my gosh. Buffalo was actually quite pleasant. Was it? JFK, definition of hell. I hate JFK. Everyone Although hates I, JFK. I, I will say I hate O'Hare worse. Virginia's barely even an airport. More like a trailer park that your plane pulls up next to. (laughs) It's one hallway. I flew into Richmond, Virginia. It's one freaking hallway. That's it? Yeah, it's crazy. The best one I've ever been to is actually Kansas City. And it looks like some, I don't know, Usonian fever dream. It's insane. (laughs) Well, at at, um, Cleveland, when you get off and you start going over to the... I think it's on the way to the baggage claim. There's a big, like, wall with a life-size statue of Superman talking about the history of Superman because that's where Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster were from. Yeah, that gives it points. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. In fact, uh, Fred Schroeder, uh, we've had him on the show. He produced that movie Stripped. Mm-hmm. Uh, he posted pictures of him by the Superman on Facebook earlier this week. So, John Wayne International Airport, really nice to fly into. Terrifying to fly out of. Is it? Oh, yeah. Um, when you fly into it, you come in from over the water. Okay. So you have plenty of lead-up time. However, when you uh, take off... It basically looks like you're flying into the sea. Oh, scary. Mm-hmm. Um, um, San Diego's a fun one, too. Yeah, same idea. Okay. <laughs> Audience, <laughs> now what's, that, your, what's your airport nightmare story? Now that we've given our, our review of airports and air travel. Seriously, though, O'Hare is the ninth circle of traveler hell. Um, so Amazon had another drone issue with uh, the Super Bowl. Not so much an issue, but an ad. They did a lot of those Alexa ads. Yes. And they briefly teased an aerial delivery system via drone. You know, I I was watching the game. I thought I was paying attention, but I was also doing some other stuff. Like I was I was doing a puzzle. I, I'm not ashamed to admit. It was a Marvel Funko Pop puzzle though, so uh, points for the geek cred. Um I thought I was paying attention, but I seem to have missed like every commercial that mattered during the Super Bowl. I don't know what happened. How well, I that's what you get for blinking. Apparently, apparently. So this was kind of cool, though. I mean, right now um, Amazon Air isn't available anywhere, uh, and there's no direct plans yet to bring it anywhere. So it's kind of odd that they advertised it, but okay. Yeah, a lot of advertisements for the Amazon Echo as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, so you remember when we said that we wouldn't bring up Trump uh, unless it actually pertained to tech? Well, here's his 30 seconds on this show. He has um, reportedly, not reportedly, allegedly fired the head of White House security, uh, techno security, techno security. My goodness, I'm as bad as him. <laughs> he got rid of the guy who fixes the cyber. Yeah, the cyber is no longer working. Uh, no, Sorry. <laughs> uh the the white house's chief information security officer okay Corey louie first off you can't trust a person with two first names it's just weird um was escorted out from the white house now reasons why this isn't such a big deal one he was an obama obama appointee and it's kind of expected that as a new president comes in that everyone who worked on his staff, and I mean everyone, pe- down to people in the mailroom, get traded out. That's how this works. However, when that happens, typically there's been someone named to replace them, which isn't the case here, and that person isn't escorted out by security. Yeah. No one is saying anything. But Corey Louie isn't saying anything. The White House isn't saying anything. No one is saying anything anything but the job has not been replaced and need i remind you this is the job that ensures that the president has a secure telephone secure landline secure android phone to tweet from that makes sure the white house isn't getting hacked i fully expect that there'll be some russian contractors that are brought in to oversee security now, here's the thing, okay? And and this is not an anti-Trump rant, though it will sound like it. This is going to be a anti-stupid rant. I've had CEOs like this. I've had bosses, CEOs of companies who look at me as the tech guy, never mind the fact I'm the director of IT, 
wondering, well, what do you do that my 14-year-old can't do? My 14-year-old's great with computers. You just do his job. We don't need you. And they get rid of the IT department. Yeah. And I'm willing to bet money that is what happened here. Because after all, the Trump knows the cyber. So why does he need a chief information security officer? Yeah, he's fluent on the Twitters. And so, you know, you don't really need that. Look, he's balancing the budget already. He's covering government overspend by getting rid of vital government jobs. You know, though, I mean, it goes to show you how important this job is when my mom worked for a company and they were hiring for an IT person. They Oh, I remember that. Yes, yes, you might. Um, they made a bad decision and they went out of business within the next two years. And I asked my mom, I said, what happened? She said, well, it was our systems. I said, what do you mean? Ex- expound that statement. And she said, we hired bad IT people, and they basically brought the company to its knees. Uh, we've got no IT people now in the White House. What is that going to do? Look, I'm sure Chris Christie is still looking for a government job, you know. He can be- come in. He can just Google it, get some of those blank for dummies books, and he can take care of it. Yeah. So we're good. This will be interesting to see what happens, but yeah, let's let's hope that we don't end up with Russian IT staff and oh crap, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um so wow, I think I jumped ahead here. I did, but we'll go with it anyway. Microsoft, speaking of government and technology, um, Microsoft was ordered to not talk about when the FBI started searching email accounts that may or may not have belonged to anyone important. And that's unfortunately as much as we know. Microsoft sued the FBI, saying that, one, they shouldn't be allowed to do that. It violates the First and Fourth Amendment rights of American citizens. And by ordering them into a gag order makes it even worse because they can't even tell customers that, oh, by the way, your email is currently being compromised by the government. Your rights are being violated, but we can't let you know. Yeah. So um, Microsoft basically um, sued the Department of Justice. Now, I know you're a big Microsoft fanboy. I, mm-hmm. I like Microsoft. I, I'm not a hater. I don't like them like you like them. But this right here, this makes me really happy with Microsoft. I would like to point out that Microsoft has previously promised to never use personal information gained from any of their searches, email, or anything else to ever sell you anything. They have pledged to never profit off of it. Instead, they make money off of things like Office 365 and and surface. Yeah. So I'm perfectly fine with that. That's one of the reasons why I use Microsoft for pretty much everything, but it's stuff like this that makes me super happy. Now the U S district judge, uh, judge James Robart, you know, the so-called judge, you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> upheld. If you don't read, go Google it. Go Google. So-called judge. Yeah. Um, um, he upheld the uh, court uh, date, saying that this is definitely an issue where the Justice Department violated the Microsoft user's constitutional rights, and uh, this case is going to go forward. Nice. Yeah. So this is a big win. I, I really hope that um, Microsoft kind of takes it to the government. Mm-hmm. Hard. 
um, help drive that $500 billion valuation up further. Yes. Uh, in other crazy government news, this one just baffles me. Okay, so you know how we don't like people of certain ethnicities, religions, worldviews, whatever, whatever you want to insert here. We just don't like them in this country. The Department of Homeland Security thinks they have a way to keep them out. When they come into the country, we make them give us their social media account passwords. I'm not making this up. Now, they're, they're doing this to kind of vet these people as they come into the country. So they can look and see, oh, well, this person posts a lot of pro-ISIS stuff on their Facebook page. Okay, we probably don't want them in. Oh, this person wears a burqa in every one of her Facebook photos. Do we want her in? Probably not. That's kind of the way our country is at the moment. So, I don't Yeah, know. you'll notice Aladdin hasn't been showing on the Disney Channel for a long time. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> this, this government's out of control, man. I've got... A major issue with this, okay? One is not even the issue between privacy, which I'm not even going to bring up because they're not U.S. citizens. They are not necessarily entitled to the same rights and rules, whatnot, if they're not in the U.S. If you're in the U.S., the Constitution applies to you, whether you're a citizen or not. If you are not in the U.S. and you aren't a U.S. citizen, then First Amendment doesn't apply to you. So if they can catch them outside of the U.S., they avoid that legal you're still a dick if you do it, but at least you're legally so. I'm thinking at this more on just how stupid this is. So you're going to have one employee whose sole job it is to, you know, go through Akbar's Facebook account going back when? Because if it's anything like other government security checks, you're going back like 20 years, which obviously I know means before Facebook was founded. But the fact is then that you're going back to the founding of Facebook. You're going back to day one of their social media existence. Let's assume that all they post is, hey, can't wait to bomb this church. Hey, did you kill any Jews lately? Me too. Wasn't that awesome? You tagged, you know, Abdul here at this mosque. Check out me test fitting my new suicide vest. Let's say it's obvious stuff like that. It's still going to take an insane amount of time to go through that. So you're basically creating an entire government agency just to go through people's social media stuff. Yep, this is a bad idea. And that's assuming that people are so stupid that they are tagging themselves in bombings. And, hey, were you here at this mosque? Sure was. Blew it the hell up. No one's post posting that. Well, you know, there were those those people in Chicago or wherever it was that tortured that dude live on facebook people you mean the american things. citizens yeah but people do stupid stuff my point i mean i don't care who they are well no my point is is that they wouldn't have caught them with this no they, they weren't entering the country they wouldn't have but my point is people post crap like that on facebook all the time we noticed this person used one too many explosive emojis in this status post we feel that he is a grave threat to nationals get real Get real. Besides, we all know that the government has the tools to get into our social media feeds anyway. Yeah, that's that's been documented. I think we've actually talked about that on this show, if I'm not mistaken. 
What they're really saying is we want you to give us the password so it looks a, li- a little bit more up and up when we find information in your feed that we already had in your feed that we already flagged you for before you ever got onto this plane. Yeah. Oh, can we talk? Let's, th- let's talk about the FBI. Okay, sure. Hey, you know the FBI can track you by your pacemaker? They can. Not quite, but close. So um, a gentleman. To some extent, uh, they can. Yeah. Um, a gentleman in Ohio claimed that his house caught fire. And when he saw that it was burning, he packed his suitcases, threw them out his bedroom window, and then carried them to his car. There's a problem with this. See, he has a pacemaker. And a pacemaker tracks certain things like uh, his status, his biometrics. It's used for healthcare professionals. Well, his healthcare professional went in and pulled the log. And it seemed that. Um, According to his heart rate, his adrenaline rate, everything else, it's very unlikely he did any of that. So instead, he was arrested for arson. Yeah. And, and insurance fraud. Insurance fraud. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy, though. You know, I've often wondered, because I wear a Fitbit, I've often wondered if people were to look at my Fitbit data, if they could tell what I was doing at that particular time, or at least get an idea. Oh, his heart rate's 160. He's at the gym. Oh, his heart rate's 60. He's sitting down playing video games or whatever. I, I've wondered like how easy it would be for somebody to look at that data and ascertain my activities. And apparently well, not very hard. Let's go one step further. Zahner and I both sleep with CPAPs, right? So we look like Bane when we sleep. Um, and modern CPAP machines are actually a lot more complex than people give them credit for. I know mine, and I think, do you have the same one as I do, or you have a different I, I've one? I've got a different one. But it's okay, it, but my, it's it's smart. Mine it, actually tracks everything about the way I'm sleeping, my breathing rate, air leakage around the mask. Um, am I tossing? Am I turning? Am I rolling? Am I having any apnea moments? The amount of oxygen I'm taking in, my heart rate, um, my humidity levels, when I started, when I stopped, and here's the big thing: where I'm located. And then it uploads all that information to central servers that my doctor uses to check on my health. So if ever I need an alibi, all I can say is, look, four people put me at home, and here's my CPAP data telling you exactly when I fell asleep, how long I slept, and how deeply I slept. Yeah. There's tracking information everywhere. There there really is. I mean, you know, I often sit and wonder, if I ever get charged with a crime that I obviously didn't commit... I wonder if Google will come to my rescue because they've got all my data because I always have my phone on me. They always know where you are. Yeah. Google nope. always He's knows good. what I'm doing. Um, well, let's get one step even stupider into government. <sighs> Freedom of Information Act basically means that you can send in a request to government agencies. And if something is allowed under the Freedom of Information Act, they have to disclose it. There are limitations to this, obviously. I can't go in and request all information on every single clandestine operation currently done by the CIA. They'll just laugh at me and then probably put me on a list. But you can get some information. The FBI is making it one step harder for you. You can't email the request anymore. Now, if you want to submit a Freedom Information Act uh, request, you have to do so by mail or fax. You remember what fax is? Are faxes still a thing? I don't know. Can I send a fax over my cell phone? Because most people don't have landlines anymore. No. 
that is, I saw this and I thought, this is just ridiculous. And they're doing it for one massive reason, to make it harder to get at that information. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I can think of, is that they're trying to shut people down. And, I mean, how easy is it to say, oh, well, we never received your request that was mailed in, compared to, oh, we never received your email that you've got read, read receipts and everything else. You can track it all electronically and see exactly when it was opened and everything else. You can't do that with a letter. No. Um, in other news, it turns out Vizio was doing something kind of skeevy. This causes me concern. I Massive concern. I had a Vizio TV, but it died. And I've moved away from Vizio onto whatever Roku TVs are are using. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is this is unnerving, to say the least. Um, so Vizio made internet connected TVs, smart uh, smart TVs, starting in 2010, and starting in 2014, they altered the TVs to start tracking what people were watching, and then transmitted that data back to their own servers. They even went in to retrofit older models to then have this software and put put in place. They never told anyone. And if that doesn't sound alarming, what's worse is the fact that they then stored all this information. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is not a good thing. Now, a complaint was brought up and the FTC has fined them um, $1.5 million that will go to the FTC and there's an additional civil penalty to New Jersey for a total of $2.2 million. And so now Vizio's coming out saying, oh, we won't do this again. Sorry about that. Oh, oh, but we should get into what were they doing with all that information? Selling it to advertisers. Yep. They even went so far as to associate that TV with the IP address, cross-reference it with your home address, cross-reference that with who lived there. So, ah, the Zahner household with this many people, these ages to these ages, they make about this much per month. Um, They have this kind of political leaning, this kind of religious leaning, and they are currently watching this, 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 and this. We should sell them ads concerning this. Yes. That's that's straight up dirty. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Well, and if, the thing is, is that, and I want to know where this changes. Would it have been okay if they had included a disclaimer saying that they were doing it and people bought those TVs anyway? Because that's what Facebook does. I think legally, yes, it would have been okay. And, and here's why I get into this, okay? And I'm going to go off the rails a little bit, which is sketchy in this show because we're already halfway in. So I bought my wife a love book for Valentine's Day. Really cute idea. You can customize a book, uh, insert your own pages, drawings. You can customize it as much as you want for the person you're giving it to, right? And I gave it to her early because we have kids, so Valentine's Day is ha, just another day. we got to get kids to all their different things. It's, yeah. She loved it. Here's where it gets interesting. See, I got the idea for it off of an ad on Facebook. She said it was really interesting because she said she had seen this on an ad on Facebook back in December and thought about getting me one for our anniversary, even clicked on the link, but didn't actually follow through with it. She had a different idea instead. So instead, what I'm guessing happened here is it said, huh, 
She clicked on it. She showed interest, but she didn't buy it. Show the ad to her husband. And I bought one for her. And, you know, I got to say, when you said love book, I expected something totally different. Oh, that's in there, too. So I'm just saying, (laughs) we agree to a lot of this kind of tracking information and other things. We really do. And it's like I said on last week's show, it's Brave New World. We're welcoming this into our homes. We're welcoming this. We buy it for other people as gifts. We do. I mean, it's, it's amazing that we just embrace these violations of our privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, in other news, mobile VPNs aren't actually VPNs. They're not safe at all. Stop using them. And by mobile VPNs, I mean the one you install on Android. Not much else to go in there. Um, in some <laughs> good news, technology that is good for law enforcement. A lot of uh, vehicles have backup sensors, right? Backup cameras. They help you when you're parallel parking or when you're backing up. Dodge is enabling those that are already present on police cruisers to do something very futuristic. People have been ambushing and killing police officers across the country, and a lot of them recently have been doing it by sneaking up behind the car when the officer is distracted. They're pushing out a software patch that when it detects someone sneaking behind the car, the rearview camera kicks on automatically it locks the doors, honks the horn, and flashes the lights twice. That is awesome. That is straight-up future RoboCop tech right there. And it's such a simple... I mean, that is truly... Sorry, Apple. It's innovative. It really is amazing to use existing technology, tweak it just slightly, and use it for law enforcement. Now, I'd be interested to see you know, what they, what sort of algorithms they use to determine sneaking or, you know. Well, a lot of these cars have sensors that can tell you how far away another car. I mean, think about Tesla's autopilot. Yeah. These, the sensors they put on cars now can tell everything that's happening around it. Yeah. I mean, you've got cars that can parallel park themselves, which I need, but. So I fully believe a car can tell if someone is purposely sneaking behind it. That is just amazing. I, I straight up love this. Good job, Dodge. I love this headline. I don't even love Dodge, and I love this headline. See, I do like Dodge. Um, Let's get into some Apple news, and cue the sad trombone. Mac OS has just received its first bit of Word Macro Malware. What is Word Macro Malware? It's hard to describe, because it's not 2003 anymore. (laughs) But um, hackers used to write macros that would compromise your computer and embed them into Word documents because Word documents bypass nearly all virus checks and spam filters. Yeah. It's just, it's just it's a Word a, document. It's a trusted document. Right. Well, the problem is, is that macros are little programs embedded into Word documents that tell your computer to do certain things. Yes. You know, when you would open Excel and it say, warning, this document contains macros. Well, now they've written them for Mac. Congratulations, Apple. You've made it to 1990. Um, In other Apple news, the matte black iPhone 7 has been getting some very embarrassing reports of chipped paint. Now, why do I call this embarrassing? Well, there's actually a very good reason why I do. I had an iPhone 3GS. We've determined this, right? And I had an iPhone 4. And you know what I never had chip off? 
paint. And you know why? Because they weren't freaking painted. The black case of an iPhone 3GS was black because it was black. They made it out of black material. The black glass on the back of an iPhone 4 was black because it was made that way. They didn't... They didn't give it a coat of Krylon and call it good. Yeah, that just amazes me. You know, we've talked about Apple and their products over the years and how the one thing that they always do is look pretty. And now it seems they're even cheaping out on that. Well, they they look pretty because they're made well, purportedly. You know, no seam lines between where panels meet together. Quality components that last. It's going to get a lot worse, though, because purportedly, according to uh, who is it that came out with this, uh, there's reports about the new iPhone that Apple's going to uh, bring out three new models of the iPhone 8. All of them will have wireless charging. Excellent. I love wireless charging on mine. I think every phone should have it. Um, An OLED display, so better colors, even though Apple has gone on and touted how wonderful their displays were and how inferior Samsung's OLEDs were. And, oh, now they're going to OLEDs. Uh, And a new graphite sheet lamination to protect the display against heat and the 3D touch module. Oh, yeah, and a fully glass casing. Yeah. (laughs) An entire damn phone made of glass. You know, about every third iPhone that I see... The glass is broken on. The screen is shattered. I can't even imagine what's going to happen when the whole thing is made out of that material. It's just, oh my gosh, those things are just going to be shattering left and right. I just, I, this has to be fake. It has to be. No one's that dumb, right? He says, hoping that Apple doesn't actually do this. It's courage, man. Mm. Um, What it it is, is they know that that's going to shatter. And that people are going to have to take their phones in and... Just think how beautiful your all-glass phone is going to look in this protective case that covers up the all-glass phone. (laughs) That's the next thing I was going to say. They know that they can sell cases to protect it. It's all about money. Mm-hmm. It's a racket. They got a racket going. Kind of smart, actually. Now Very. Think about it. You want to know something hilarious? So Samsung has to do everything with those exploding Note 7 batteries, right? Yes. Currently, they put them all in a factory. The factory, factory burned down. <laughs> it's kind of like, well, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> They put a bunch of bombs in a building and the building caught fire. I love it. Maybe you should have put the building in one of those protective boxes that sits inside another box. You know? <laughs> it took 110 firefighters and 19 fire engines to get it taken care of. Oh, my goodness, Sam. You cannot write comedy this good. That is just hilarious. It seems like a Simpsons joke, right? You would think... Um, in an interesting little uh, bit of development here, so LG is bringing out the G6, and Samsung is bringing out the S8, and they're both supposed to be the big phones of this year of 2017 when they're announced, 
But the next iteration of the Snapdragon processor, the 835, probably won't go to the G6. For a very funny reason, not as funny as exploding factories, it turns out Samsung builds the Snapdragon 835 on its new 10mm process, and it has already signed contracts to take up the entire initial batch. Which effectively shuts out all other phone manufacturers from running Snapdragon 835s. You think that was done intentionally? Or do oh, you totally. Think, or do you think that they just couldn't meet the demand, and so they're like, well, Samsung was here first, so... No, totally. I totally think it is. I think Samsung wrote that into the, thing, into the contract saying, hey, we'll make it for you, and we'll do it at the normal price. We won't gouge you, but we get first dibs. This means that either the G6 won't launch till after and another, excuse me, another batch is ready... Or, more likely, the uh, G6 will have to use the 820 or 825 Snapdragons, the older generation, last year's model, if you will. Well, what's the difference? I looked it up. And the difference isn't huge, except for the fact that the 835 takes considerably less power. So the battery can last that much longer, or it can do more with the same amount of power. And if you're still running an 821, that's going to affect your battery life. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a serious factor when people are deciding which phone to buy. Yep. Um, in other Android news, Google finally launched Wear 2.0. Uh, we're, we're talking finally, finally. Yeah, it's been delayed for a while. Yeah. Uh, and it's currently on, or will be on when they launch, um, the LG Nexus watches. They're not actually called that. Uh, it's the LG Watch Style and the LG Watch Sport. I have mixed feelings about these. They have the most software features and a lot of hardware features that you've been wanting to see. However, the Watch Style lacks heart rate sensor and a lot of things that you'd want to find in... I don't even think it has MST payments. It still is running on NFC. So, okay, and it's the cheaper one. The Sport has constant heart rate monitoring and has all the features you want, but it also has LTE and requires a SIM card and another data plan. I don't understand that. Why can't it just hook to my phone? I'm not making phone calls on it. I'm not Dick Tracy. Right. Oh, and one more thing it has, and this is at once innovative and amazing and at the same time quite annoying. Um... You can't replace the bands. They're actually screwed into place. There's a very good reason why. It's because the LTE antennas, in fact, all the antennas, are built into the band. That's quite cool because it means that the chances of dropping signal are next to nil, right? It also allows the phone itself to be thinner. The watch. I'm sorry, you're right. Well, they're practically the same now. But yes, the watch to be thinner. The problem is, is that the bands look ugly. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about these. I, I don't know that I'm a huge fan. And I don't know that I like the idea. Like, there are advantages, like you just mentioned, of having the antenna in the band. But what happens when your band wears out? You have to get a new watch. I mean, they're building obsolescence into the devices, and I really don't like built-in obsolescence. Right, right. Um, 
it's funny because I look at these and it's like, I kind of want a smartwatch. I won't buy any of these. Yeah, I, I won't be doing it. I almost bought a Fossil the other day, but... They're on sale right now. They are. $134. And they will be getting Android Wear 2. Now, I thought it was interesting that Google also came out this week and said, Android Wear isn't a hobby for us. We're taking it serious. I kind of see all their hardware as a hobby. Yeah, I see most of their business ventures as hobbies, actually. Yeah, I mean, very little of it I see as anything other than a hobby. So I thought that was interesting that they said that about Android Wear. Yep. Um, Verizon is also making its own smartwatch called the Wear 24, which people knew about the uh, LG watches months in advance. But this one really caught us by surprise. Yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, It looks nice. Now, who's manufacturing it? Is it LG? Um, I'm not actually sure I who makes it. I haven't been able to see anything anywhere that says who actually is making it. I wouldn't be surprised if it was LG. It looks similar to the new style, but just different enough that it's obviously a different device. Yeah. It has the same um, water resistance. It has the same battery. It has the same display type. Um, it's looking like it's going to go around $300 and a two-year contract. It also requires an LTE plan. It's, yeah. Now, I don't understand why smartwatches have to have an LTE plan. That makes because no sense to me. Tether it, it, it to your phone. Technologically, it doesn't. But how are they going to get carriers to sell the devices if the carriers don't get extra money from it? True. And that's, I think that's the big reason why smartwatches didn't really take off is because they weren't forced or pushed at the carrier level. That Speaking of, let's, let's jump ahead a little bit. Um, we'll, we'll get back to where we were. But uh, <laughs> this is weird. Open Air is a, uh, or Open Signal is a company that runs tests across all of the United States concerning cellular signals and data networks and speeds and basically just keeps the carriers honest. T-Mobile is currently tied for first with Verizon. That is just bizarre to me. Now, Verizon takes the lead in latency and availability, uh, basically meaning that it's in more places and the latency is lower. T-Mobile takes the lead in download speed for 3G and latency for 3G, but ties on download speed for 4G and download speed overall. And really, even the areas where one is better than the other, it's still indistinguishable. Now, this is just for like data speeds, correct? This doesn't apply to call coverage or anything like that. Well, what's the difference now? Because they use voice over LTE. Oh, that's... Yeah, okay. That is just... Bizarre. Now, Sprint here has jumped the most in terms of LTE coverage. Um, August of last year to February of this year, they jumped from 69.9% coverage to 76.8% coverage. So, they're fighting on. But... It's kind of funny to think that a few years ago, Deutsche Telekom was thinking about shuttering T-Mobile. Yeah, I, I still keep getting interest or getting surprised when I hear rumors that T-Mobile is going to get sold or somebody's going to buy them up or 
I mean, T-Mobile, they're, they're, they're kind of misstepping a little bit lately with some of their customer service stuff, but they are making a lot of progress in mm-hmm. other areas. Overall, I would say. Yeah. Speaking of speed news, of network speed, um, Verizon filed a claim against Comcast because Comcast keeps saying that they have the fastest internet and in-home Wi-Fi. First off, that in-home Wi-Fi is ridiculously stupid. It is a stupid claim. It can't be corroborated by anything. It can't be. That's not how Wi-Fi works. No, but if they give it to me fast, then obviously it's going to be fast in my house, right? Right, totally. Yeah, that's not... um it's not how it goes. I have lead walls. I don't understand why I have bad signal. I have the fastest home in-home Wi-Fi. Um, so Verizon filed suit with Comcast saying that uh, they the claims they use are completely misleading and don't actually make any sense. Uh, I'm trying to get to the actual... Uh, uh, the actual uh, stats, which I found in another article... I can't. It's in here somewhere. Ars Technica has has buried it. What's really funny is the fact that Comcast respectfully disagrees, but agrees to comply with the decision and will no longer advertise Xfinity as the fastest internet. So who is the fastest internet then? I don't know. Your mom? Oh. Oh, that sounds like an insulting joke, but really it just doesn't come off right. No, it, it... Just like your mom. <laughs> That's what she said about you. That too. was better. That was better. That, that was better. That Thank was you. Better. Well done, hey, Zoner, do you stay at hotels? I do. You bastard. Hey, Zoner, <laughs> do you eat Arby's food? I, I do. You jerk. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hashtag hack Zoner. Full effect, yo. So, um, what do what do we want to talk about first? The Holiday you pick Inn. one. You're the one doing this to us. Holiday Inn got breached. Twelve hotels. They acknowledged it. Um, yeah, it's it's Intercontinental Hotel Group IHG, which is the parent company for a lot of hotels, uh, most notably Holiday Inn, which is usually where I stay uh, if I go out with the family. Um, but yeah, between August and December of 2016. Uh, they had some malicious software installed on their point-of-sale servers at restaurants and bars. And they have stolen data. So you should be getting a email or something and some free credit monitoring saying you were breached. Now, Arby's, this one's, this one's interesting because this seems to not be a big deal. Well, I mean, it is, but... There's only like 300,000 or 350,000 people that they say were affected by this. Um, you don't get credit monitoring from them. They just give you curly fries. Hey, cur- they got Admittedly curly more with, useful. They got curly fries with bacon now. Um, but yeah, they, they had some malware on their system and it stole credit card and debit card data. Um, between October 25th, 2016 and January 19th of this year. So, um, they say, I think I, I read that it was only like 350,000 people and I don't know which stores, but I imagine we're going to see that number 
climb exponentially. Yeah, you remember when the Target breach first happened? They're like, oh, it only needs like 10,000 customers. Yeah, and it turned out to be like half the United States. Um, yeah, we had a lot of us get affected by that one. I was affected. Home Depot, same type of deal. So keep an eye on your credit card statements, y'all, uh, because if you've been to Arby's or uh, stayed in a hotel recently, there's a good chance that you were compromised. Indeed. Indeed. Okay, into some Facebook news. Uh, first off, Facebook, I forget that they bought Oculus. Yes. I always forget that, you know? It's just one of those things that doesn't jive in my mind, so I just kind of like write it out. Well, I didn't know this, but Oculus was being sold in v- in uh, little pop-ups in Best Buys. And you could schedule appointments and get the full Oculus experience in a demo at Best Buy. Yeah. Evidently, I wasn't the only one who forgot about that because they go days without any sort of demos. So Facebook is pulling hundreds of their little pop-ups from Best Buy. Now, Facebook claims this is because, oh, you know, we're just simply getting ready for new content. This is perfectly normal. We're calling BS. I think it's because no one is interested in buying a piece of hardware where there isn't a large, exceptional database of software for it. Yeah. I like the idea of the Oculus. I really do. I want it to succeed. I want it to be able to buy one, plug it into my computer, load up Forza or Gears of War or Halo and play it on the Oculus. And I can't because the software bridge isn't there. And if it's not there, why would anyone buy it? Yep. They they need some more development, I think, before they can expect adoption, especially with the price point that they have on that. Indeed. And and the fact that you basically need a monster rig to run it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I think that it's unrealistic at this point for the majority of consumers to have a device like that. Which Indeed. is what people were saying back in the 90s when VR was going to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. And look where we are now. Or even beyond that, do you remember SLI when it first came out? SLI is the act where two video cards work together to produce one picture. Oh, yeah. Each video card only has to handle half the load so they can run faster. Well, this wasn't first brought out by NVIDIA with their GeForce. It was actually from Voodoo, um, which was later bought by NVIDIA. And you could buy two Voodoo cards, link them with a bridge, and the two would work together. And it was unheard of in the early 2000s, in, from 99 to 2001, to have something with that much ability and power. Uh, the problem was that the software wasn't there to support it, and most games wouldn't take it. Yeah. And so Funny that. What's the point? Right. Here's this awesome car. The road isn't built yet for you to drive it on, and it requires a very specific kind of road, but it can sit in your driveway looking really cool. Your neighbors will say, wow, that's a nice car. Oh, and by the way, the road may never get built, and it may not go where you want it to go anyway. So, want to buy it for $100,000? The answer is no. No one would. Yeah. Um, In our last headline, also Facebook, interesting little uh, murmurs here from the shareholders of Facebook. There's a group that's come forward and put forth a proposal to remove Mark Zuckerberg as CEO and chairman. They, uh, they purport that they would like to see a more independent manager 
someone who isn't so closely tied into their own personal vision of Facebook to run the company. Now, on one hand, this is seeing steep, steep um, opposition from within the shareholders and from Zuckerberg himself. Um, Typically, people want to keep the founder in the company because it kind of helps the vision move along, right? We saw what happened to Apple when they kicked... Uh, when, when they kicked um, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs out, uh, we saw how bad Star Wars got after Lucas left. Oh wait! <laughs> well, the problem here is is that this group is actually um, part of a market advisor called Some of Us. They are um, consumer consumer rights groups, and they say that Facebook has become too involved in pushing forth their own agenda and selling user rights to become a successful corporate entity. And you do kind of get that feeling. We've talked about this off and on over the past few weeks, right? Their news algorithm and then their fake news algorithm and their trolling algorithm. All these algorithms are based upon what Mark Zuckerberg feels is pertinent news or is fake news or what people should be seeing. You should be liking these things because Mark Zuckerberg thinks that it's okay to have this on Facebook. Oh, this stuff is banned because Mark Zuckerberg feels that it shouldn't be on Facebook. Now that's putting a lot at his feet and it isn't all him. A lot of it is, you know, peons behind a desk somewhere who don't like this because they think it glorifies nipples or something. Right. But at the same time, it's that culture that stems from his management style, and it all comes from the top. They argue that Facebook would be a bigger commercial success if they ran it more like an actual corporation and less like one man's dream of a social network. And I can't say they're wrong. You know, I can't either, and I can understand where they're coming from because if I've got my chairman of the board, I want that person to be invested in the company in that they want to they want it to succeed and they want to make lots of money for the shareholders right whereas i look at zuckerberg and i feel like he's got so much ego involved in this because he created it and he you know he is the facebook overlord that what he says goes regardless of whether it's a good idea or a bad idea for the investors and i i don't think that i disagree with the idea of of getting somebody else in there well the funny thing is is that historically speaking and we don't have a lot of history to go off of because the entire idea of social networks and social media is still so new facebook should have died by now we should have gotten away from zuckerberg's vision because it simply moved away and someone else came and took its place by now one would think We've seen it with Friendster to MySpace to to Facebook and other ones have come up and tried. And it's kind of interesting that we simply haven't been able to. Yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting. We'll have to keep an eye on this. Yeah, it, it'll be – I'm curious to see what, what ultimately happens. I, I don't think in the end that anything is going to happen. But No. But at the same time, you remembered it was just a small group of shareholders that said AOL should take over Yahoo – and Yahoo should divest itself of Alibaba. Yeah. Which is exactly what's happened. Yep. So it could go either way. Um, again, we don't have favorites this week. <laughs> An hour of solid headlines should be enough for you people, really. Yeah, there was a lot of news that happened this week. Hopefully it slows down a little bit next week. 
I would like that. But at the same time, it does make our job easier when things are happening. It does. A lot more fun. Um, write us. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Tell us your airport horror story or why the EU is weird, messed up, and what your queen looks like. Uh, write us um, online, Facebook, Twitter. Again, the contact form still isn't working. Paul is helping us, however. I'd like to give a shout-out to him. Uh, until next time, cheers. Good boy. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.